G'day, it's Phil Edwards, Vision CEO here, with a quick invitation to become part of this amazing beacon of hope called Vision. Together we can put our love into action to help people of all kinds build or rebuild their lives on the truth of God. Please consider the part you can play during our upcoming Visionathon appeal, remembering that it's your support that makes Vision possible, including this podcast. Realfaith.org.au When you look at, you know, all the ways that you can help anxiety, say, for example, gratitude, we all hear that these days, don't we, a lot, everywhere. And then you find all the verses in the Bible that talk about, you know, be thankful in all things and and you think, wow, it matches. And then I started to look at all the different elements of in the research to do with mental health. And yeah, then I just kept finding Bible verses and it's like, wow, this is amazing. Welcome to Real Faith, conversations about the impact faith has on our lives and the challenges we go through, helping us today and giving us hope for tomorrow. That's real people, real life and real faith with Eric Scadabo. Well, the Bible says we are to be anxious about nothing, but unfortunately, from time to time, we are anxious about many things in life. The good news is that God wants us to cast all our burdens onto Him and deal with these anxious thoughts in a healthy way. One person who has devoted her life to helping people in this area is Shauna Gallagher. She's the author of the book, Take a Big Breath, Relaxation Exercises for Adults. Shauna, welcome to the program. Hi, Eric. Thanks for that. You're joining us from the Sunshine Coast, is that right? Absolutely. Beautiful Sunshine Coast. (laughs) It's a bit overcast today. Glad to have you with us. And... Anxiety, this topic of anxiety, I have come to realize that this is a big issue. So many people that I know, even in my personal life, are dealing with anxious thoughts from time to time. It's really common. It is the most Mm -hmm. common uh, mental health disorder in Australia. Uh, About 2 million Australians are diagnosed with anxiety. And one thing I've learned over the years is that the Bible has so much to say about anxiety and the reverse of anxiety, having peacefulness and calmness in our lives. Absolutely. The research that's been coming out over the last couple of decades, but particularly in recent years, um, on how to help anxiety, well, it's all been there in the Bible all along. Yeah, yeah. I mean, cast our burdens onto Him. He's there for us. He's our Heavenly Father who wants us to not go alone in life, but to have Him with us. Absolutely. And so it's so great that we're able to talk about this very, very important topic today. And first, let's find out a little bit about your background. Where were you born and raised? I was born in Mackay, but I moved to Townsville. Uh, so Mackay's in North Queensland, but mm-hmm. Townsville's about four hours' drive north of there. Mm-hmm. And we moved there when I was seven months old. And I grew up there and had our children there. So, yeah, Townsville was my place. Mm-hmm. And were you raised in a Christian family? Uh, no, I wasn't. I was certainly raised in a family that was sympathetic to Christianity. I was sent along to Sunday school from the age of about four in preschool age. Um, and so I went through Sunday school all the way through to grade 12. But I became a, a Christian when I was just after my 14th birthday, actually. Yeah, how did that come about? Uh, well, I was on a youth camp over at Magnetic Island, just out from Townsville there. Mm-hmm. And um, so we just, yeah, it was a long weekend. And I remember on the Monday afternoon, we were sitting around in a circle on the chairs. And one of the leaders mentioned uh, that one of the other girls there had given her heart to Christ. And I sat and I thought, I can do that. And I did. <laughs> uh, obviously, God had been working on my heart for a long time. And yeah. I've been going to Sunday school all my life, basically. And then also I went to youth group and a group called Pathfinders, Mm -hmm. which was the primary age, um, I guess, youth group 
in the Presbyterian Church. So I went to that for the last 18 months of primary school before heading on to youth group. Mm -hmm. And God had been working in your life, you know, your whole childhood. Apparently a theme that was in your childhood was you hated to see anybody being isolated. Is that right? Yes, um, I'm sure I learned that from my parents Mm -hmm. uh, because they were very caring people like that. But yeah, right from a young age, I know I always wanted to be friendly with people and I know one of my um, early childhood teachers had said later to me years down the track, she actually taught me in high school as it turned out, Mm -hmm. she said I was very uh, socially empathic even as a young child. Um, So it's always been an innate thing in me to want to care for people, that's for sure. And there was an incident when you were nine years old? Uh, Yeah, when I was nine, just about to turn ten, I was having... Um, a birthday party and I was to invite all the girls from my class but there was two girls that I actually didn't want to invite so that sort of went against the grain of what I've just been saying I guess but (laughs) my mother said to me well you aren't having a party if you don't include all the girls and Mm -hmm. that has really stuck in my mind I think that cemented that upbringing Mm -hmm. uh, to that point of you don't leave anybody out Mm -hmm. and so yeah I had to invite the two girls or I wasn't allowed to hold the party. So naturally I invited them, but that really helped me going ahead in life Mm. to just make sure I included people. I know in grade nine, so I was about 14, um, there was a girl at school who was being bullied uh, quite a lot, Mm. and I couldn't stand it. It really upset me that she was being isolated, so I took her under my wing and befriended her. And even though that kind of made the others a little bit, you know, iffy with me in, mm. in some respect. Yeah. I still didn't mind um, because they were nice enough to me. Uh, one girl even said to me, oh, you're just too nice, Shauna. I thought, huh. well, that's, that's not a bad label. Exactly, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's not a bad label. So, yeah, so I think just growing up, you know, all through my life, I've just had that um, in me to include people, no matter what's going on in their life. And to empathize with struggles that people are going through. Oh, Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely, especially um, because of the mental illness that's come through in my family. Yeah, let's talk Um, about that. Yeah. Well, when I was 15, Mm -hmm. uh, my older brother, who was six years my senior, he uh, took ill and was diagnosed with schizophrenia. Mm -hmm. And so that was a really um, big learning curve for our family because we knew nothing of mental illness as such. Mm -hmm. And especially back then, that was like 19... 81, mm-hmm. um, no, 82, sorry. And, you know, it wasn't as prevalent or it wasn't as much talked about, that's for sure. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we had a really big learning curve. And as a 15-year-old, I was sheltered a little bit from that. Mum and Dad obviously didn't tell me everything that was going on. Um, but it was still a, a scary experience at times as well, mm-hmm. um, partly because of the unknown more than anything. Uh, so that really taught me to um, embrace uh, these mental illnesses mm-hmm. over the years. And then when I was 25... So 10 years later, uh, my older, the older brother, who uh, at the time was 33, and he's two years older than the first brother, mm-hmm. um, he took ill and was diagnosed with schizophrenia as well. So that was mm-hmm. a really big blow to the family, having to face, you know, having the two brothers with schizophrenia. And did their experiences influence you in wanting to get into that profession as far as relating to mental health issues? Well, it's really interesting because I went to do my nursing uh, degree as a mature student and it actually crossed my mind that maybe I wouldn't go into mental health as a nurse simply because I thought it would be too close to home. Hmm. It might bring up 
Oh, you know. So it actually kind memories. of uh, repelled you a little bit, or potentially. Yeah, yeah. Not that I, not that I I hated um, the idea of working in mental health as such, but I just thought, what if it brings stirs up things? Oh, okay. That I didn't want stirred up. But then, as God would have it, <laughs> He led me on a path. I did two years of general nursing first, mm-hmm. and then I started um, relieving in the mental health unit at my um, workplace. And mm. I loved it, absolutely loved it. Really? So what, did, what did you love so much about it? Just the dealing with people, because um, they didn't all have schizophrenia. Of course, it was just a, a whole, the whole range of mental illness diagnoses that were possible. So I think that opened up a whole new world to me as well. What does this all mean? Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. I knew it from a schizophrenia point of view. Mm-hmm. Um, but, and that gave me great compassion for the families of people with mental illness because mm-hmm. I remember, you know, back when my uh, first brother took ill, for my parents, it was such a difficult time. What do I do? What can I do? I'll do anything mm-hmm. to help yeah. my child you yeah. know, recover. And they feel lost mm-hmm. as the parents as well. And I just, I really like to let parents know uh, when they come in because they're not all uh, young people that come in either but mm-hmm. just that yeah i've been there done that as a family member oh okay and i get that it's really difficult so just to have someone understand that side of it not mm-hmm. just from a professional side of it really helps them our guest today is mental health professional shauna gallagher she's the author of the book take a big breath relaxation exercises for adults and as we've been hearing the lord has been working throughout her life to develop in her a heart for helping people dealing with mental health issues specifically she has a heart for helping people dealing with anxiety we'll hear more of her story and some tips on how to deal with anxiety when we return right here on real faith Looking for resources to grow your faith? Check out Vision Christian Store with books, movies, audio CDs, DVD resources and more. Plus, free delivery on orders over $50. See visionstore.org.au You're listening to Real Faith. Conversations with real people about how God works in their lives. If you want to know more about integrating faith into your life, our website is realfaith.org.au. Just go to the website and you'll find helpful articles about the impact faith can have on your life. Once again, that's realfaith.org.au. Welcome back. I'm Eric Scadabo, and our guest today is mental health professional Shauna Gallagher, who's the author of the book, Take a Big Breath, Relaxation Exercises for Adults. Before the break, we heard how God worked in her life to develop in her a heart for helping people dealing with mental health issues. And specifically, she has a heart for helping people deal with anxiety. Now here's more of our conversation with Shauna Gallagher. And then over the years, you've really zeroed in on this topic of anxiety and dealing with that. How did that come about? Well, in my workplace, I was working on the ward for uh, the first three years of it, and then they asked me, or I put up my hand perhaps, to start doing the group education with the patients mm-hmm. on the ward. Mm-hmm. So I needed to learn about you know, uh, cognitive behavioral therapy and all those sorts of things. And so I thought it was so fascinating. And so as I was doing the groups, one of the classes was to do a relaxation exercise with the patient in the afternoon. And I started to get quite frustrated that I couldn't bring in a God or Christian context to it. Mm-hmm. Working in an environment, you know, you just can't do that, yeah. of course, in, in most workplaces. So um, I felt that real 
urge, that frustration or that leading that I wanted to write some Christian relaxation exercises, not to use in the workplace. I didn't really know what I'd do with them. I thought, you know, maybe I'd write a book or something. But then within a couple of months of thinking about that, our oldest daughter told us that she was expecting our first grandchild. And over that next month, I started to think, wow, what if our grandchildren have anxiety because it's so prevalent in kids these days? Yeah. And there was born the idea to uh, write a children's relaxation exercise book so that Christian parents had a Christian resource. Now, I wanted to ask you, when you're looking into this topic, did you find that your faith was reinforced by what science was saying about how to relieve stress and anxiety? Oh, absolutely. When you look at, you know, all the ways that you can um, help anxiety, say, for example, gratitude. We all hear that these days, don't we, a lot everywhere. Be thankful, show, you know, show gratitude Mm -hmm. and it helps you be happier and less anxious. And then you find all the verses in the Bible that talk about, you know, be thankful in all things. Yep, yep. And you think, wow, it matches. And then I started to look at all the different elements of in the research Mm -hmm. to do with mental health. And, yeah, then I just kept finding Bible verses, and it's like, wow, this is amazing. So it really encouraged me in my walk, personally, to really more heavily rely on the Word. Uh, You know, you do as Christians, of course, and you do your readings and everything, but, yeah, it was just another step in the process for that deepening Mm -hmm. of relying on God's Word as truth. Now, I want you to think about a verse in the Bible, Psalms chapter 139, verse 14. It says that you are wonderfully made. I want you to particularly focus on how unique you are. You are one of a kind. There is no other person exactly like you. God made each person unique. He designed each person for just the right moment in time. He designed you to be just the way you are. He designed you with your own unique purpose. Now, you were kind enough to let me kind of sample some of your book and uh, one of the exercises that you had in the book related to Psalm 139. So I was wondering, like, I'm reading, you know, you're telling me you're, you're fearfully and wonderfully made and that you're special, God's unique creation. I'm, and I'm thinking, well, this is really nice. I'm enjoying this. But how is this related to relieving stress? So what is the relationship between knowing how special you are and building up your self-image and self-esteem? What, what is that? How is that related to anxiety? Well, anxiety and depression, for that matter, um, are underpinned by low self-esteem. Okay. So by working on your self-esteem, that helps to relieve um, your anxiety. If you build up your self-esteem in the sense of, I like to call it Mm -hmm. um, God-esteem, it's not about self, it's the way God looks at us, then we know our worth, we know we have... um, Christ giving us strength to face everything that we need to face and all this, you know, it gives us that confidence that the negative thoughts that come with anxiety that I can't cope, I'm, you know, I'm not going to be able to do this, what's going to happen to me, mm-hmm. it gives you that confidence that, you know, God has this. All of this should point back to God, you know, being in control mm-hmm. and that you're able to rest in Him. What I found as I was listening to some of the exercises is basically you're emphasizing the way God wants us to look at ourselves, that we are very valuable and we shouldn't worry about things because he's there for us. We can cast our burdens onto him. It's just kind of a refocuses us on what we should focus on. Absolutely. Was that your aim to kind of get us to look at uh, things the way God wants us to look at ourselves? Yes. If we look at ourselves through God's eyes or Mm -hmm. through the way he looks at us through Christ, Mm -hmm. 
then that makes a, a big difference in our world as to who we are and what we can cope with in life. And you have so many practical tips in your books. Uh, let's talk about breathing exercises. What I didn't realize is that when you are anxious, you actually unconsciously you start to breathe shallower, and that's not good. So what are you supposed to do? That's correct. So, yeah, when you're anxious, you, you know, the adrenaline starts to pump yeah. more, your heart starts to race. Uh, if your heart's racing, you're going to breathe faster, mm-hmm. shallower. So we just want to reverse that. So if you actually start to breathe slower and more deeply, so into the lower part of your lungs mm-hmm. so that your, your belly expands, you absorb more oxygen in the lower part of your lungs, and this all signals to your brain, oh, things must be calming down now. So then all the symptoms start to die back. So doing deep breathing is really key mm-hmm. to helping calm your symptoms. And you have a uh, kind of a warning at the beginning of your book. You shouldn't do these relaxation exercises while driving. So I think that could be a problem. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I made sure I put that in because if you're going to do as I instruct and close your eyes, we don't want you to do that while you're driving, do we? So, yeah, that could I know be a lot problem. of people put in you know, audio books into the car and... Uh, you know, listen to it as they're driving. So we don't want you to do that. I should say it is a little bit dangerous to do it at your workplace, as I did, because your coworkers are thinking, what's up with Scadabo over there? He's falling asleep. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but that just and means I'll... it was very effective. Yeah, that's great. Yeah, and, that, and that's the whole point of it. If you breathe properly, mm-hmm. it keeps your anxiety levels down. And you'll find that if you're anxious a lot of the time or is very easily anxious, you're probably not breathing well to start with. Mm-hmm. I know when I was first putting this into practice, because uh, I can, I can tend to lean on the anxious side myself. Mm-hmm. Um, I had to practice doing the deep breathing into my belly, and it was a little bit tricky the first few times because obviously I wasn't used to breathing like that. And now I, I just breathe naturally mm-hmm. a lot deeper, just in my normal breathing. And I notice that because if I lie on my tummy, I can feel my um, tummy is moving mm. more than my chest. Oh, that's interesting. And that's the aim: is to have your tummy move more than your chest. So I as think. You breathe. In life, a lot of times events happen external to us that just kind of throw us around. But this is kind of a way of taking back control and saying, okay, well, you know, I might have just lost my job or something happened and I'm, I'm feeling anxious. Unconsciously, I'm breathing very shallow and that's making things worse. But in all of that, you can stop and say, well, wait a second, I'm going to start breathing deeper here, at least to give your body uh, some physiological relief. Is, is that right? Absolutely, because if you calm down the body, then the mind calms down mm-hmm. and our emotions calm down and therefore our reactions or actions, our behaviours, mm-hmm. settle as well. We don't just go into this reaction mode. You know, our bodies are designed by God to protect us with anxiety. Mm-hmm. You know, you don't step off the side of the road with a fast car coming down, you know, that comes around the corner and you jump back. You didn't think about it. You just went into reaction mode. Right. Whereas if you're anxious all the time or a lot of the time your brain is sitting in that space, that emotional brain space, and you're just going to react to things. So think of, you know, if, you, if you're anxious and you get upset easily every time, you know, someone looks at you the wrong way. Mm-hmm. Because you're sitting in that emotional brain, you need to calm it down and bring it back down to being in the rational part of your brain where you can think clearly, make decisions, you know. Oh, yeah. How, many, how often have you heard people say, well, I did such and such bad thing, but it was because I was upset? Yes. And that's usually because the adrenaline is running and you're not thinking straight. Yes, and because your brain is designed, it's not meant to think straight, it's meant to react. So if you're sitting in that space a lot, you're going to react and not do things rationally. 
Okay. So are you saying that in certain circumstances that anxiety is a good thing? Yes, anxiety is normal. As I say, God designed it enough to protect us. A little bit of anxiety keeps us motivated. That's not negative anxiety. That's just normal stress of life, like Mm -hmm. I think about handing an assignment on time. Uh, But if you didn't have a deadline, most of us wouldn't hand them in. So yeah, that's, that little that's a little bit of stress. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So a little stress to get you going, get you off the couch and, and moving is a good thing. Yeah, it's it's good for motivation, like doctor's mm-hmm. appointments or being at work by a certain time. Or yeah. Just any anything, it's a, it's a pressure of time. We don't call it anxiety as such, but it is. In mm-hmm. essence, it makes you motivated. It, it's also good, a good amount of anxiety or stress is good for engaging change. So if you get upset because you burnt the dinner you're mm-hmm. going to make changes so that next time you don't burn it. Mm-hmm. Oh, very so, practical. So on, on one hand, it's a good thing to get us going. Yeah. But on the other yeah. hand, if you're anxious all the time, then it's a bad thing, obviously. So how do you know when it's starting to be a bad thing? Well, when it affects your functioning, if it's stopping you going out, for example, mm-hmm. or you just can't seem to get organized and, and get things done on time, like constantly, we all have days like that. Yeah. But when it's a constant or fairly constant situation where you just can't think straight, basically, you feel your head's in a spin all the time or, you know, your brain's foggy, that type of thing, you just need to do some calming down. And even a couple of minutes of deep breathing or just doing a short relaxation exercise Mm -hmm. is enough to just turn down the dial a bit. And the more you can practice it, it becomes second nature. Like my breathing, I said, my natural breathing now is deeper and I'm Mm -hmm. definitely calmer generally, over the last couple of years to what I used to be. Okay, so if you're anxious about something, very practical, start breathing deeper, and then start dwelling on some biblical truths. What are some biblical truths to dwell on when you're trying to calm down? Well, of course, there's um, Philippians 4, 8, uh, chapter 4, verse 8, that talks about keeping your minds on whatever is true and pure and right and holy and friendly and all those things. So when you need to switch off your worrying thoughts, you need to replace them because the thoughts are automatic. Mm-hmm. Those negative thoughts are going to pop in. Yep. Don't be you know, annoyed at yourself because they keep coming in. They're automatic and that's what's going to happen. So you need to be very intentional about replacing those thoughts with something else because by doing that, you're turning down that dial again on your anxiety. Mm-hmm. And you have a whole chapter imagining you're on a beach, very soothing, that type of thing. That's right, yes. Yeah. So using your senses, it's, just, it's called a guided imagery of just being on the beach and taking in what's there. If you can imagine that you're there... Oh, it was very relaxing. I almost fell asleep on that one. <laughs> <laughs> well, if your brain thinks it's there, but, you know, virtually. Yeah, my coworkers thought I was nuts, but it was wonderful. <laughs> That's good. No, you're not nuts. <laughs> <laughs> so what are some other wonderful spiritual truths to dwell on? Well, obviously creation is mm-hmm. wonderful, like we yep. talked about. Uh, with the beach, but yep. things about um, Christ giving us strength to face mm-hmm. everything. Amen. Often our worries are about, I'm not going to cope in this situation, or what if this happens? Mm-hmm. Well, Christ will give you the strength to cope. Amen. Yep. By learning to uh, trust more in God and Jesus to be there for you, and really applying that in your mind, actually say say that to yourself over and over. That can help calm you down. You need to take hold of that. I found if you take the time to be still and listen to God, mm. um, you actually learn to be still and listen to God. So it does, you don't have to wait till you're really good at it to benefit. The more you uh, practice relying on God and listening to God and being still, the more you can trust Him and mm. recognize the times in your life that He's been there for you. 
um, bring those things to mind and lean on that. You know what it sounds like? It sounds like the more you grow as a Christian, the more you learn to trust him and your stress levels and anxiety goes down in general, wouldn't you say? Absolutely, yeah, for sure. And I've, I've noticed that the last few years, the more I've pressed into focusing on not worrying as much because mm. I'm teaching this stuff to the patients yeah, it's, at work. It, it's kind of nice if you practice what you preach. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And I have really found it so beneficial. It's, I've, I've actually been quite surprised by it, which I shouldn't be, mm. but I have been quite surprised at how quickly now I can switch my brain off from any worrying concerns I've got because I've been practicing to do it. The more mm. you do it, the easier it becomes. And I can even tell, because when, when you've got um, worrying thoughts going on and something yeah. anxious happening for mm-hmm. you, your body obviously reacts. It all just happens all yeah. at once. You don't yeah. plan it. Just It's just the way it's designed. So when your body is reacting, uh, that makes your thoughts even worse then too. The more mm. your thoughts are worse, that builds up your body. So now I feel as if I can pick up that my body is starting to get worked up. Mm-hmm. And I know my thoughts must be building up, so I stop it before they really overtake. Yeah, yeah. I'm able to really pull it, but that's only from practicing. Hmm. You know, in the middle of the night when you wake up at 2 o'clock and everything is the worst it's going to ever be in your life, um, that's just the way it seems to be at 2 yeah. in the morning when you're yeah. worrying about something. Uh, it used to take me about half an hour or so, if not longer, but to get those thoughts away hmm. when I first started practicing it and just interchanging those thoughts with something lovely, you know, something pure, something holy, just different things, even just fun things, just positive thoughts into my mind. And then I've got it down to two minutes or so. Wow. So that's not very long to be really worrying. So these these techniques are just a way of getting, kind of just getting you right with God again and having a proper perspective on life and and who you are and your value and all those kind of good things. Yes, for sure. It's it's really been a growing time for me Mm -hmm. to have had to teach this and then put it into practice myself. Well, we've just kind of scratched the surface. There's so much more that we could get into, but you get the idea. It's all in the Bible, and then also it's in these books that you've written. Take a big breath, relaxation, exercises for adults, and then also for teens and for kids. Thank you so much for sharing your wisdom with us today. You're very welcome, Eric. Thank you for having me. Our guest today has been author Shauna Gallagher. Her book is called Take a Big Breath, Relaxation Exercises for Adults. And also she has one for teens. Both of those books are in audio form, so you can listen to those relaxation exercises. She has another book in paper form for kids. You can find out more about her books at her website, ChristianRelaxation.com. That's ChristianRelaxation.com. You've been listening to Real Faith. And if you have any questions or comments, you can send us a message through our website, realfaith.org.au. That's realfaith.org.au. This program is a production of Vision Christian Media. To find out more about us, see vision.org.au.